What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Just Grow It, the podcast. I'm your host, Big City Gardener, and today we're talking seed starting. Regardless of where you live, springtime is right around the corner. And if you're like me and like to grow as many of your plants from seed as possible, that means you're about to start your seed starting adventure. So in this episode, we're going to talk about seven different things that you need to make sure you grow the best seedlings possible. Let's get to it. The first thing you're going to need to grow the biggest, baddest, best seedlings ever is the proper seed starting medium. Now, we're looking for something light, fluffy, and airy. Something that a plant with a small, delicate root system will be able to push its way through. You're going to want to avoid things like heavy potting soils, in-ground bed soil, and you especially want to avoid garden soil. What you're looking for is a specific soil mix made for seedlings. Now, if you don't want to go and purchase this soil mix, you can easily make your own seedling starting soil mix by mixing cocoa core, vermiculite, maybe a little bit of perlite. The goal is to make a seed starting mix that is light, fluffy, drains well, but still retains enough moisture so that you're not having to water your seedlings multiple times a day. Now, before we actually plant any of our seeds in our seed starting mix, you're going to want to make sure that you moisten this soil. And that just makes it easier for the roots and easier for your plants to grow. The next thing you're going to need are seedling trays or pots, basically something to start your seeds in. Now, I used to use red Solo cups and still sometimes do. But what you realize is if you're trying to grow a lot of plants in a small condensed space, then seedling starting trays are a better bet. You can check out the ones over at Epic Gardening. They are amazing and will last you a long time. What makes these seedling starting trays better for starting your seedlings than solo cups is you are able to grow more plants in a smaller footprint. Some of the smallest seedling trays can hold eight plants in an area that's about three by three or four by four you're not able to fit eight solo cups in that small of an area whichever pots or trays you decide to use make sure they come with the dome or purchase some clear plastic wrap humidity domes help increase the humidity which makes your seeds germinate faster but Make sure you remove that cover or that dome as soon as you see your seedling sprout. Question, what happens if only half of your seedlings sprout and the other half haven't? You still want to remove the dome. The third thing, and what I think is actually the most important thing, is you need grow lights. So unless you live somewhere like Southern California where it's relatively warm all the time, You'll have a hard time growing all of your seedlings outdoors unless you have some type of greenhouse. And I know most of us don't have a greenhouse, so grow lights are the workaround for that. Oftentimes, I hear people say they want to start their seedlings in a sunny windowsill. And that will work to get your seedlings to sprout. But once they sprout, you're going to want to move them underneath your grow lights. Now, when it comes to grow lights, you can use old school fluorescent shop lights, you can use LEDs, you could even use metal halides or HPS if you wanted. I don't really recommend the last two because that's overkill for starting your seeds. Now with grow lights, you're going to need some sort of timer and that is so you can make sure the lights are on 14 to 16 hours a day. Our goal is to simulate the outdoors 
And the sun doesn't shine for 24 hours a day, so neither should your grow lights. Get a timer and set your lights to come on for 14 to 16 hours. That 8 to 10 hour darkness simulates the nighttime, which our plants will experience once we transfer them outside. Now, when it comes to grow lights, you need to make sure that you have your lights set at the proper height. Too much space in between your plants and your lights will cause your plants to grow leggy or stretch for the light. And that's not what we want to do. Remember, these lights do not produce intense amounts of heat, so you're able to get them closer to the plants. Don't worry, we'll talk more about grow lights in another episode. The fourth thing you're going to need is a seedling heat mat. Now, this may not be necessary if you're only growing one tray of plants because you could easily put your seedlings on top of your refrigerator in order to get them to germinate. But if you're trying to grow an entire garden of transplants inside, your best bet is to get multiple seedling heat mats. Since most seeds like to germinate around 75 degrees Fahrenheit, this seedling heat mat will help us achieve those temperatures. You place your seedling heat mat underneath your grow tray. The heat mat warms the bottom of the grow tray, which in turn warms your seed starting medium. Remember, we're trying to simulate outdoor settings. And a lot of our spring crops like our tomatoes, our peppers, our squash, our cucumbers, and even a lot of our herbs, they grow during the springtime when the soil temperatures are 75 degrees or more. The fifth thing you're going to need is a spray bottle and a pitcher of some sort. The spray bottle, you'll use it daily to mist your seedlings and to keep the top of your seed starting mixed moist. But that is not enough you are going to need to bottom water your plants. We use the pitcher for bottom watering our seedlings. Bottom watering encourages our seedlings to grow deeper, stronger roots, which is extremely important for later on. Strong, healthy root systems lead to strong, healthy plants. Strong, healthy plants lead to big, abundant harvest. The next thing we're going to need is some sort of oscillating fan. Remember, we are trying to simulate the outdoors, and if we were starting our seeds outside, we would have a gentle breeze blowing our seedlings, helping to strengthen that stem. Since we do not have that breeze, we use the oscillating fan to recreate that. The fan will blow on the seedlings, helping to strengthen that stem. A strong stem is extremely important for seedlings, and that's because the stem is what transports the nutrients from the roots throughout the plant. The stem is what holds our plant up when it is full of fruit or vegetables. The stem is what keeps our plant upright whenever it's outside dealing with extreme weather conditions. You know in the spring or summertime, every now and then, you get a crazy windstorm that blows your plants about. Well, without a strong stem, your plants are going to end up snapping in half or leaning over. The final thing you need is fertilizer. You can use the same fertilizer that you use outdoors for your fully grown mature plants, but you want to make sure that you are diluting it. Seedlings do not have a strong established root system, so if we were to apply a full strength fertilizer, we will end up burning and killing our plants. What I recommend is applying a fertilizer at less than half strength. So if my mature plants need a tablespoon per gallon, for my seedlings, I would probably use a teaspoon or less per gallon. Remember, freshly sprouted seeds 
don't need to be fertilized until they form their first set of true leaves. Freshly sprouted seeds have enough nutrients to last for about three weeks. But once you see that first set of true leaves, it's time to start fertilizing your plants. Remember, the goal is to grow healthy, strong seedlings that once we transplant them out into the garden will give us an abundant harvest. With these seven tips, you should be able to grow amazing seedlings. That's it for this episode of Just Grow It, the podcast. What I need you to do now is to make sure you have all seven of these things before you start your seedlings. There's nothing worse than starting your seeds and realizing you don't have all the necessary tools. If you found this informative, go ahead and share it with a couple of friends. The goal is to make this a top 10 gardening podcast this year, and I can't do that without you. So please tell one, two, 10 friends to check out Just Grow It, the podcast. Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview, send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email, igrow at Big City Gardener. And check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it.